is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't google welcome to the show welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break today we're talking about viral videos and how to create them and i have with me a very special guest joseph wilkins he's the founder of funnysalesvideos.com and also a fellow host of a podcast which is called the how to make a video go viral podcast Joseph has 20 years experience creating content that drives sales. He has started his career producing TV infomercials and TV spots and is now focusing on creating funny stories that entertain customers into taking action. Hi, Joseph. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Klaus? Yeah, no complaints. Very well. So, yeah, give me a bit of a background. Uh, where are you coming from? What you do? Sure. So, um I started my career in TV infomercials. In fact, the very first project that helped me start my first company was uh, the Little Giant Ladder infomercial. It was an infomercial that did over $200 million in sales, was wildly successful. Um, we were only a small part of that infomercial production, but it gave me a taste for what you know television could do. Now, this was 20 years ago. And uh, I don't know about you, but I just don't watch TV anymore. I certainly don't watch it the way that I used to watch it. And the way that we used to get you with infomercials was when you were flipping through channels, which we certainly don't do anymore. Um, so after about 15 years of doing long form infomercials, TV commercials and some online sales videos, our clients were basically just saying, we're not seeing the results that we used to get because people just aren't on the platforms the way that they used to or, or aren't on the broadcast channels the way that they used to. And so we started trying to figure out, you know, how, how do we get back to the days when we would get, you know, hundreds of millions of people watching our infomercials or our commercials uh, without having to spend, you know, crazy amounts of money running on, on the Super Bowl or something. And that's when we really started to look at uh, things like what the Harmon brothers were doing and other agencies mm -hmm. that were doing these funny videos that, you know, kind of feel like, hey, I'm killing time enjoying myself on my coffee break, um, but are secretly, you know, not so secretly, but, but are, are also implanting sales messaging. So it's kind of, you know, the, the way that people like to watch content these days is to be entertained. I mean, after all, that's the reason why we're on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. It's mostly for entertainment. It's not for sales. It's not for, you know, the kinds of things that we're selling. But if we can make our ads look as close to the reason why they're on those platforms in the first place, then we're much more likely to get a sale. And just to give you a compare and contrast, before we launched our funnysalesvideos.com brand, The biggest video we'd ever done over the past 20 years was about 100,000 views that we got on YouTube. After launching Funny Sales Videos and really hiring a team of very good writers that could help us create this kind of content, our very first campaign between three videos, we got 7 million views. 
fast forward to today, um, we have a campaign that, that, that now between three videos is close to 100 million views. And so that's just kind of the difference that, that we're seeing. It's just orders of magnitude higher. And obviously views for the sake of views don't, don't mean that much, but every video is optimized to do one thing and that's to convert a sale, cold traffic to a purchase or at very best, you know, retargeting that lead for a future sale. Makes total sense. I mean, there's a couple of things you mentioned is I don't own a TV set for the last seven years. Uh, I have all my mobile devices. Why would I have a TV? And obviously there's a huge shift there. And the other thing is I'm pretty clear is that people go on social media to get entertained and um, not to get sold on something. That's something I have to tell a lot of my clients, coaching clients a lot. Um, because this is a completely different angle on how you do advertising nowadays. And um, I'm glad you mentioned the Harmon brothers. I think they, they became famous like two, three years ago with the Squatty Potty and the Poopuri things. And I think they sort of started also the trend looking into it. So what's your take on, I mean, obviously your, your company or your business called Funny Sales Videos. Now, with selling, there's always different angles and, and different sort of pockets of customers. Do you think that fun, making fun of something or coming in with humor is a, a very strong point to get people into um, trusting a brand or believing a brand or becoming curious into a brand? Absolutely. I mean, I always tell my clients when they call up and they're like, I'm not sure if my brand is right for funny. Um, I always tell them, if your customer is a human who has emotions, it's a perfect match. But a big but is you have to be funny in the, in the culture, in the brand space of your existing you know, business. You can't, you can't go so far off the reservation that it just feels completely different different than well not necessarily different it, it should look different but it still needs to fit the same ethos of the brand so for example you know there's a, a huge difference between you know a SaaS company that comes to me that says we want to target cxos we've got to be incredibly clever and intelligent in our humor whereas a company that comes to me that says hey we have an acne cream for tweens I can be silly, I can be irreverent, I can be completely different. They're both funny, but completely polar opposites as far as the content of that humor. And the number one word is it has to be relevant humor. It's not funny for the sake of funny. It's funny mm -hmm. for the sake of connecting with that customer. So if I'm a CXO and I have these pain points and in my comedy, I'm making fun of how hard it is to live in that space with those pain points. And I'm exaggerating those. That CXO is going to connect with that story and say, that's my problem. Yes, it's a little bit funny and it's a little bit exaggerated, but at the core, you're solving my pain point. And so you've got to, you, you don't use humor to detract and to you know disguise your message. You use the, the, the very best humor advances the story and ultimately advances the sale and solves a problem that your customer has. And that's really how we use our humor. You know, we'll go through hundreds of revisions of every single script. In fact, I was doing this yesterday with one of my clients and some of the funniest jokes just had to get cut 
because they weren't advancing the sale. If you're, adva- if you're distracting from the ultimate message, no matter how funny it is, it's not going to help you to get that sale. So you always have to keep that framework. Is it relevant? Is it advancing the story that's going to create that sale? I think it's it's very difficult to be funny, to be honest. I mean, you need to have yes. a, a very a very very good skill set um, yes. to to create fun content. I mean, just being funny, as you said, I can go t- totally in the wrong direction. So, and I don't think that the average person or the average store owner has the skill set or the copywriting um, skills to to do something like that. So, what's what's your approach with with a client to create the content to basically start with the storytelling with the copywriting? Yeah, that that's a great question, and I always tell people for the first fifteen years of my previous company. When clients would call me up and say, we want to do a funny video, I would say, no, we don't do funny because we didn't have the right team. And the worst thing you can do is try to be funny and miss the mark. It has to, it has to be good, clever stuff that, that you've tested on people, not just you think's funny, but that your audience will think is funny. And that takes a whole team of people. If you think about Saturday Night Live, Every Saturday, they have to come up with a brand new episode. Well, guess what the majority of their time during the week is spent doing? It's not rehearsing or filming. It's writing. It's throwing away as many jokes that don't work to get to the one that does. And to do that, you literally need a writer's room. And so every video that, we, that you'll see if you go to funnysalesvideos.com, every video has gone through at least two months of scripting, at least more like three or four sometimes. I mean, our videos take, you know, three on the low end, six on the high end months to produce from beginning to end. And so we go through about, on every any script, there's about eight to 10 writers that have worked on that script. Some are creative storytellers, most are com- comedians, stand-up comedians that, you know, work the clubs at night and freelance for me during the day. They don't physically work for me, but I hire them on a freelance basis because they have nothing to do during the day because they're not doing their comedy. So it's a perfect match. And so what we do is we go through multiple comedy writers and then we go through multiple revisions. You know, we'll probably do a hundred jokes for every 10 that end up in the script. Um, So it's all about quantity first and then distilling it down to the quality. And again, you want to test everything, not just on yourself, because if, you know, you and I wouldn't identify with the kinds of jokes that my teenage kids will identify with, right? They're constantly, I don't know if you have kids, my kids are constantly making fun of me because uh, I don't get the, the kind of lingo that kids use in high school today. So you've got to bring either those people in on your writing team or at very least test those scripts, those jokes on the target demographic, the customer avatar that hopefully you already have or have started to create before you start scripting your video. Yeah, I think being um, funny and humorous is, is a very hard job, to be honest. And I see it's you put a lot of um, effort in, the, in there. So what kind of, of products or services are sort of um, 
the main niches or target groups you work on? And is there on, on that question, are there any areas um, like certain services or products that you would never touch? Um, so as long as it's ethical, honest, legal, we'll work with them. Right. So literally there is, we, we do B2B, we do B2C, we've even done nonprofit. Um, having said that, the low hanging fruit is obviously your e-commerce brands, right? The kinds of businesses that you will see scrolling through Facebook that are trying to get a quick impulse buy. Those are going to be the ones that are probably the, the most ripe for this. But having said that, one of our most successful clients right now is a mortgage company. You think, well, how, how is that an impulse purchase? Uh, well, it's not necessarily an impulse purchase, but it, with the targeting that the digital agencies that we partner with have, you know, they can target somebody who they know is house hunting, looking for a mortgage. And then we created this video that's so disruptive. It's so different than anything any of their competitors are watching. I mean, the thing starts out with a full scale replica of the Back to the Future DeLorean pulling up in a time machine, somebody coming out saying, I wish I could go back in time and remodel my kitchen. Well, guess what? You can now with this home loan. So, you know, it's, it's, it is really all over the board, B2B, B2C, a high ticket, low ticket. I mean, there, there really isn't a limit to the kinds of businesses that could benefit from doing this. Okay. So when it comes to your clients, you already mentioned that you're working obviously with agencies together, or they probably will approach you also directly from your website, as, as far as I can tell, yeah. your yep. site. So the timeline, you said it takes two to six months to produce a video. Yeah, well, three, three months minimum. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we have a bit of a waiting list. We're just so busy with clients that we tell them, you know, it could be up to six months. Okay. And what kind of uh, revenue needs a company to make to that it would make sense for them? I mean, obviously, it's a huge investment um, time and work-wise from your side. So I don't think... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say it, that's really a hard question because I do have a, a client of mine who's a one-man shop um, who saved up to be able to afford one of these, these videos. He's not spending a ton of money on digital ads. And I should qualify. This is probably the biggest thing that I need to let your, let your audience realize. These are not organically viral ads. Even the Harmon brothers have said on the record that their videos maybe would have got, you know, a hundred thousand views or so without digital ad spend. That's the key. And obviously the Harmon brothers have videos in the hundreds of millions of views and, uh, you know, sales to match. But the point is, It's all about creating a video that when you spend a dollar on in ad spend to put it on Facebook or YouTube or Snapchat or Instagram, wherever your audience is, LinkedIn, if it's B2B, um, when you spend that digital dollar, it's going to return back, you know, two, three, four, five, six dollars in return so that you'll just want to continue to run that ad. And that's how these videos get these, you know, tens of millions of views. It's not because people are virally organically sharing them. There is some of that, but it's by far the lion's share of the, the views come from paid ads. But when you see videos that have all of those views, it just means that that's an ad that's working or else people, companies wouldn't continue to spend on it. So I always tell people, if you're currently running ads online and they're at least breaking even or making some profit, 
when you do one of these kinds of ads, we consistently see double, triple returns compared to what I call boring creative, right? The traditional stuff that may be well done, but it's nothing different than what the next person is going to be doing. Um, but, you know, typically our, our clients could be spending anywhere from, you know, $1,000 a day on digital ads. So, you know, twenty dollars to $30,000 a month. Um, but I do have clients to spend a lot more of that and are still having manageable growth. What the one client I mentioned that has, you know, that basically is a one man band, he's doubled his sales month over month from last year by launching this ad. And I think he's only spending like $500 a week on, on digital ads. So it really just depends where are you right now and what would doubling the returns that you're currently getting get you because you know these videos we we try to position ourselves as the low cost leader of high quality content but there's still tens of thousands of dollars to produce it's not the kind of thing you know the, the, that you're going to be able to do for a few hundred dollars no absolutely i, I totally understand that so you said how or from from your side obviously with with every kind of content there's sort of a um expiration date on it so how, how do how do you think yeah. how long a, a video sales at what's the lifespan from your experience? So I think of it less of as an expiration date because it doesn't matter how old it is. It only matters how saturated the market is with it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if we had a, a product that was very, very niche and there was only a small audience, well, that's going to expire much quicker because we're going to saturate the audience very quickly with with our ad. Whereas something like, you know, we have a, a client who does a laundry detergent, every single household in the world pretty much can use that product. And so that video has a much longer lifespan. I, I, I seem to remember Harmon Brothers talking about how their original purple mattress ad is still being run five years or even longer later and still profitably. So again, that's just because everyone in the world needs a mattress. So it just depends on your how how wide or narrow your customer audience is. Um, but you know, a lot of our ads that they'll go for about six months, and then the client will do another one, and um, we'll we'll just look at what is the saturation level where the returns start to diminish, and that's where a really good digital marketing agency will be able to help you. Because that's all, we're just the creative shop, right? So we partner with digital marketing agencies who we rely on to give us that feedback of, you know, here's, here's you know, the ad started out really, really strong and months later, you know, it's not performing as well. It's start, time to start creating the next one because your ad is always going to perform the very best when you release it, when nobody's ever seen it. And then, you know, start to decline as people have have seen it and have either already acted or decided that they're not interested and won't act. Okay, interesting. Just want to have one additional question in regards of, of the targeting. Obviously, you said the, the ads agencies probably are more into the targeting. Now, I have lived in a bunch of different countries. And um, obviously, me being German, we always get told that Germans don't have any humor, which <laughs> but um, obviously, the humor differs from country to country. So what yes. works in one country does not work in another country or might be Great just point. outright um, going in the wrong direction. Same yes. as languages. Now, obviously, you're probably catering the US and Canada. 
but still with languages. I mean, obviously there's a lot of people speaking Spanish and it's a different culture to a certain degree. How do you cater for that? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and my flat answer is we don't. I'm, I'm not, I, I will never produce an ad in other languages because just like you said, humor does not translate. Um, it's really interesting. In fact, there's a documentary on Netflix about uh, Everyone Loves Raymond, how they tried to outsource it and create different versions for different um, countries. And I mean, that's just a nightmare to me of how to how do you translate things, not only verbally, but the the you know the message is lost, the humor is lost. And so, I from my experience, I mean, I'm originally from the UK. The US and the UK, you know, that's pretty close. We do run ads that are US produced with US actors. We run them in the UK, Australia, Canada, and America, the, you, you know, North America. And I would say that's pretty much about all you can do. I would not, you know, if, if you're in another country, go ahead and produce that ad in country with actors and writers from that country. I don't see any way of really effectively doing it, you know, with a, in a cookie cutter approach and using the same ad in different cultures because it just won't, in my experience, it won't work. No, I totally agree. So how would you, or what would you advise for somebody who wants to look into creating um, funny sales videos? What would be the, the perfect step-by-step -step process? Yeah, so... Uh, two answers. Number one is most of the time when people call us, we're either too busy or it's not a fit for us. We have to be passionate about what the product is um, because it's kind of like taking on a project of birthing a child. I mean, if it's going to take six months, it's, it all, it's almost that long, right? And we literally eat, sleep, breathe our clients' projects. So we have to, we have to be invested. So the first thing anyone has to do is send us examples of your products so that we can see, you know, is this something that we can get excited about? And you'd be surprised at the things that we can get excited about because, you know, we come up with stories and, 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 and that's really where we excel is in, in a challenge. But because a lot of the clients we turn away, we created a free ebook that anyone can download from our website. It's called How to Make a Funny Sales Video Without Hiring Us. It goes through eight steps that we take every one of our projects through. And obviously with everything, there's the best way to do it. There's a good way. And then there's, you know, kind of the cheapo way. And you can decide on each one of those eight steps, whether you want to hire the writers to do it the right way, or if you want to try to do it yourself, if you want to try to, you know, film it with your iPhone, or if you want to go hire a big production crew, but download that free ebook at funnysalesvideos.com. So that's if you want to try it yourself. If you want to get in contact with us and chat about cost and timeline, to work with you, just go to funnysalesvideos.com and at the bottom of that page, there's a form to fill out and we can schedule a Zoom and chat about whether this would be a good fit for us and you. Excellent, yeah. I will definitely put the links in the show notes so that everyone who listens to the podcast um, can direct it to your site and get the ebook. I think that's a good start in getting into the topic and thinking about if that's something for their particular brand or business. Cool, Joseph. Thanks so much. Um, coffee break almost over. <laughs> that was think, great. Um, it was a, a deep dive into what you can do and how you can bring out your, your brand in a funny way into, into the world. Thanks so much and um, yeah, have a great day.
Thanks, Klaus. Bye-bye. Hey, Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers, and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store, strategy, offer, marketing, sales, and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program, where I show you how to remove the guest work out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's an application-only program. To apply, go to my website, klauslauter.com, to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance, and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.